All right, please join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you once again for the songs that you have given us, for this opportunity and privilege for us to gather with our fellow believers in this body that you have chosen us to be a part of. We thank you for the honor, Lord God, that we are here again to learn more about you, your ways, and your will for us. We pray, Father, for your Holy Spirit to guide us and to teach us through your word, the Bible, Lord God, that we love. I pray, Lord, that you open the eyes of the hearts of those who have closed it for your truth. I pray, Lord God, that you soften the hearts of those who have hardened it for your love. I pray, Father, that you just guide us. Anoint me, Father. I am your unworthy servant. Father, uh, override my preparations. Let you and you alone speak to your people this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we are still um, in our series, our God Love series. God's Love series. So I know we're all pretty sappy, right? We all love love stories, the romantic comedies, especially Filipinos. If you, if, for those of you who don't know, you come join us one time and you'll see all the series in our TV and our shows are all about love stories. Oh, we just love love stories. Our, the love songs are all the same love songs. Generation after generation is the same love songs. But not just Filipinos. For the whole you, uh, mankind, we have that urge, that need to be loved and to love someone. Do we agree? All right. Amen. I know. It's true. That's why we have that Valentine's Day. To remind everybody that we need to love someone or that we are loved. So, with that said, you probably have heard many love songs in your life. Or especially last February 14. <laughs> you probably have a love theme song with your loved one, right? I don't know if that's still a thing. Before it was. <laughs> I'm dating myself, maybe. So there's this, 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 uh, let's start with this song, okay? It's called, uh, Till They Take My Heart Away. Okay, start singing it in your mind, and then listen to me, okay? I look into your eyes, so far away. There's trouble on your mind. You're losing faith. This is me singing, actually. Hey, now, let me hold you. It'll be okay, because I will love you till they take my heart away. Oh, gosh, right? If you were the recipient of that song, right? And, and, and the, the person that you love and care about is singing that to you wholeheartedly and in tune, right? You'd be like, oh my gosh, I am loved, right? But how about those ones who crave that, right? Like the ones that have not been getting that sung to them, right? Oh, <laughs> I'll jump to this song. This other song, this is for a heartbreak song. This is from uh, the Nazareth uh, band. You guys know them? Right? Love Hurts. <laughs> right? How about those guys? The guys that got their hearts broken. And they sing about love, but then they're telling you how it hurts. Love hurts. Right? So we'll get to that later before I start singing. But... We, all human beings, have a need for love, to feel it and to love it, because we were created by God, who created us because He loved us. 
right? We were created in his own image. So let's, tonight, this evening, our title is No Other Love, but tonight we have three points. First point is who God is. Second point is who we are. And third point is his love. All right. Let's begin by watching this clip because the first point is who God is. We need to be reminded on who this God is that truly loves us. Okay, so let's, John, John, are we ready? Okay. What, what, what you're seeing right now. First of all, this is the earth, okay? Then just, just you're taking off from the earth from Southern California. We're going we're gonna to rise up a little bit here. Okay, we're going to pull away from it. We're going to pull higher. Now, this is at about 10 kilometers. Like, if you climb Mount Everest, this is what you'd see. You'd see the curvature of the earth from that distance. Now, you're going to, we're going to climb up even higher. This is at 100 kilometers. And you're a fourth of the way to the space station now. This is what you'd see. If you get to this level, you're considered an astronaut. Just, if you ever get there. Okay, now, we're going 100,000 kilometers. 100,000 kilometers from Earth, you get a fourth of the way to the moon, that's what the Earth would look like. Now we're going to pull away to a million kilometers. At a million kilometers, there's the moon. Okay? There's the moon. You can barely see the Earth. You're at a million kilometers now. You're past the, past the moon. And uh, now we're going to go to 100 million kilometers. 100 million kilometers. You're still not to the sun. The sun's 93 million miles away. But now we're going to go to 10 trillion kilometers. Ten, there's the sun. Okay. You just passed the sun. Now you would see all of the planets at 10 trillion kilometers. And now we're at 10 to the 15th power. That means 10 with 15 zeros. I don't know what that number is. 15 zeros. And the sun's just like a bright dot amidst other stars. And now we're going to 10 light years away. At 10 light years away... Come on, let's go. Zoom, there you go. Ten light years away. Now you just see the sun with like 11 other stars that are kind of its neighbors. You know, that, 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 that's our sun. And now we're going to go a thousand light years away. At a thousand light years away, you, you wouldn't even see our sun anymore. These are just a bunch of stars close to it and this cluster inside the Milky Way. Now we're going to zoom out even further and that's the Milky Way we live in. See that cluster of stars? Those are about 100,000 stars that are closest to our sun. You can't see our sun anymore at this point. Now this is our Milky Way galaxy. Forget about the Earth. Okay, there's our Milky Way galaxy that we live in. Um, and we're just buried in there somewhere. And we're going to pull out even further. And you'll see that our galaxy is actually, it's, it's a big galaxy. And... Uh, and all those other things you're seeing now are galaxies. And we're going to pull away 10 million light years now. His next scene is 10 million light years. Those are all galaxies you see amidst our Milky Way, several hundred galaxies. Now we're going to go 100 million light years away. This is the last one. We're going to zoom out to 100 million light years. Those are all clusters of galaxies. Galaxies and clusters of galaxies. You won't even see our Milky Way galaxy anymore amidst that. We don't have telescopes that go beyond that little sphere there. That's the God that loves you. That's the, that's the God that continues to pursue you. 
That's the God that, that you pray to and you ask constantly for help when you need His help, when you need His comfort. That's the same God that created the universe. Genesis 1.1. I know we've been reviewing, you know, we've been studying, this is a recap, we've been studying about God's love. We talked about the rich young ruler where Jesus loved him so much for Jesus to even answer his question, Lord, how do I gain eternal life? And Jesus told him, give up everything. Give up your money. Basically, Jesus exposed and told the rich young ruler that your money means more to you, but if you let that go, then you will have eternal life with me because then your heart will be all for me. And the rich young ruler left. And then we studied about the, the, the prostitute, Mary the prostitute with Simon the Pharisee, where the Pharisee had all the religious standards being done, but he missed God incarnate in front of him because of his pride in his heart. While Mary the prostitute, the one that has sinned against God, completely and thoroughly accepted that she is a sinner and she believed the message of God through Jesus. And she was weeping and washing and kissing Jesus' feet. And then Brother Vince gave the, 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 the message of what true love is. So it's good for us to be reminded of who God is again. Because frankly, I think this is most of us what we do. We get out of this building, our, our eyes are on our phones, right? Because we're looking for that next interesting post, right? Or maybe a text from our son or our, our wife. We're on our phone. We get to our car. We drive. We go to wherever destination you need to go to. You turn on the TV. You watch your TV or you turn on your iPad. You look into your internet and then you go to sleep. Not, most of us probably don't even look up anymore. That's why it's good for us to be reminded that our galaxy was created by God. And it's just a small speck. There's many more, there's a lot more universe out there. And this is all created by our God. Now, have you been doubting your God? Because your prayers hasn't been, haven't been answered for quite some time? Your husband hasn't changed or he hasn't replaced your husband for the one that you're praying for? <laughs> are you doubting who, who God is? And, and then did you forget, are you taking it for granted when we say God loves you? It's just like, it's just like the, you remember the stories when we all grew up with the fairy tales, right? The maiden meets the prince, and they fall in love. But the maiden didn't know that the guy that she fell for was the prince. And then all the more the magic when the, the big reveal comes. I am the prince. And now you will be my, my future queen. And we, we, we love that. We were like, oh yeah, give me more, give me more. Right? Because it's such a... A great story, a very romantic story. But did you miss the part that the God of the universe loves you? Knows you by name. He knew you before while you were being made in your womb. He loved you before the foundations of the world. Isn't that amazing? I think we need to be reminded of that. And look at this. This is a quote from R.C. Sproul. 
And he said, men are never duly touched and impressed with a conviction of their insignificance until they have contrasted themselves with the majesty of God. And I agree. As I watch that video, I see my littleness and the vastness and the majesty of God. And then it brings me to question, Lord, why do you even care about me? Slash the word care. Lord, why do you even love me? A great love story is always made with, with someone rescuing somebody in an adventure and in a love story. We have taken God for granted. That's why when we hear about, other than the word love, which was discussed last Sunday, we have taken for granted, we have taken God for granted. We forgot who He is. Because we live in a world that money is God. It has become that what you can purchase or what your credit score is, right? It has become the thing to get. And then if you got a, if you have a big bank account and you have a great credit, if you have multiple properties, you are all of a sudden significant. And then there goes your career as well. Everything else except God. God is just a thing. Oh, that's your option. That's what you believe, the rich man says. God is for weak people. God is for poor people. God is for stupid people. Why do you believe in fairy tales? Somebody told me, I'm a six-figure man. I'm an engineer in Australia. Why do I need God? I was told when, I was, when he saw me reading my Bible when I was a baby Christian. And my best answer for him was like, wow, you're a six-figure man. <laughs> well, we have to... We have to be good to compare God versus us. The world has, it has populated and, and, and infiltrated our minds and our hearts about everything else. Do you agree? Right now, it's the political scene. For some of you that are political junkies like me before, this is, what you're, you're, this is what's getting you up in the morning. Oh my gosh, I wonder who's going to win. You lean on the politics. You rely on something else or someone else except God. That's why you don't care if people tell you Jesus loves you. Because you're like, good, that's his job. <laughs> we accepted God. We accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But we are quick to leave the Lord part out and enjoy everything about the Savior. How? You look at your life. If your life is being lived in obedience to God because of your love relationship with God, then that's when you know that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord. But if you're just enjoying Oh, I'm saved. I'm free to do whatever I want. Joe said, Richard said, Pastor Charles said that we could keep to be a bonehead and still be saved. And I'm good then. 
Next verse. Who God is for the choir director, a psalm of David. It reads, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. Do you still see God in the beauty of nature? Do you still see God in, do you still see his power in the great art of the world? You know, last weekend, I really, for some reason, I wanted to see a body of water. And the best thing in the close drive was Half Moon Bay. And I told my family, I go, I don't care what you guys want to eat, what do you guys want to do, I want to see Half Moon Bay. Just give me at least five minutes to see water. And we did. I saw a lot of cars first before I saw Half Moon Bay. <laughs> but I saw the water, I heard the waves, I saw the sun coming down. So beautiful. It beats any HD TV that they can come up with. I don't care whatever virtual tour that they're going to come up with in the future. God's nature and the beauty of it is something to be amazed with. As we were driving there in California, you know, I love bridges for some reason. I don't know why. I do. And it always amazes me how well the bridges are here in America. Where it can, it's so well built that it can contain so many cars and vehicles every second. Because in the Philippines, it just takes one car, and you think that's the end of you. Like, oh Lord, if I die before I get to the other side, <laughs> forgive me for all my sins. <laughs> oh, I made it. <laughs> I'm home. I'm home. Right? You're here in America. My gosh, the engineering is fab. It's 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 amazing. And, and Alonzo, is good, is, he's good to always ask, oh my gosh, I, this is so good, Dad. Look at the building. And Gianna's like looking at the buildings. He goes, look how high, look how tall. It makes you wonder, the person that is behind the design, behind the bridge, right? The engineers, the architect. And if you end up meeting them, you'll be like, man, you did a good job on that Bay Bridge. You ever thought about going to the Philippines and doing some free work there? <laughs> right? But here it's God, right? Because if you do, I mean, if, if we had a, a chance to ever meet uh, somebody who, like Elon Musk, let's say he gives you a test and say, hey, I'm going to have lunch with you. You can't wait to meet with him and sit down with him and then just tell, man, you're a Tesla car? Man, it's all good. And he'll take a picture and tell everybody you met him. But us Christians... Look up, look up in the sky. You saw the video. Remember, remind yourself how great our God is, how powerful He is. And that is the God that continues to love you. He pursues us. Oh my gosh, why is He pursuing us? If we're going to be honest, right? And you look in the mirror with all honesty, without any pretensions, you're going to say, what's so special about you? But then God says, you're special to me. You're special to me to a point that I gave my son for you. So that you will be in a relationship with me. A love relationship. A love relationship. 
Imagine marrying. Imagine a thief. And he's... Imagine yourself at the worst. At your worst. Standing to be married to Jesus Christ. Because that's what it is. That's the best illustration for us to remember or to think about. Because we, Jesus is our bridegroom, right? We are his bride. And Jesus is standing there right next to us. And we're going to get married to him. We got married to him. For those of, of, of us who have accepted him. And God the Father is there. And he asked Jesus, do you want to marry this guy? Do you want to marry her? And Jesus' answer was a loud yes, I do. Anilu and I, we got married March 16, 2002. Got it. It's in my notes. <laughs> notes, guys. Notes. Reminders and notes. But we, we've known, to, we've been together for, we dated for two years before that, and it's been 20 years. 18 years married, 20 years together. It, it, it's not what the movie tells you, like, happily ever after. I mean, I'm pretty sure she'll tell you that as much as I'm telling you it. But to be married to someone, it, all, it love is the start of it. And you make that covenant. And then with that covenant, there's commitment. With that commitment, there's sacrifice. Do you know or did you forget that Jesus did all of that for you? Because of his love for us. Because of his love for us. Because he loved us and continues to love us. The second point is who we are. I know I already touched on who we are. So the second point should emphasize the, the importance of the first point. If we truly know who we are, we will really appreciate God of the universe and His love for us. For those of us who think we're tired of our spouse because, you know what? I can't believe I married him. I can't believe I married her. You know what? The question should be, can you believe she married you? <laughs> Aren't you lucky that somebody actually, you know, made the bad decision to marry you? <laughs> I mean, if we're all going to be honest, we're not always perfect, right? We think we are, especially when they're in the heat of the argument. We think we're always right. But in reality, we're not really all that. The who we are. Genesis. Bring everybody back to Genesis. God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, and the birds in the sky, over the livestock, and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Everything else was created by God's imagination. By God's immortal, impressive imagination. But us, we were created in His own image. 
That makes oh, imago Deo, right? Our image is like God's image. That gives us more importance than everything else that was created. But the second point there is Genesis 3.19, by the sweat of your brow you will have food to eat until you return to the ground for which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. So now I understand some of the people that don't dust around their house, because it could be their relatives. <laughs> it could be somebody they know, like, oh, don't do that. That could be my pops. Yeah. But we were made from, we were made from dust. And God is the God of the universe. He, didn't, he doesn't need us. There was a gap that was made in the garden when sin, when sin was committed, the first sin was committed by Adam and Eve. That created that gap for us. And Jesus was the solution to that gap. That made us righteous. The sacrifice on the cross made us righteous. Because of the love for God so loved the world. For God so loved you that he gave. So what is it? Sometimes I wonder. What is it that is holding us? I have some, a few ideas. But, but, but is it really worth it? Everything about this world that we make and give more importance to compared to our love relationship with God. And that always, that always connects to obedience. That always connects to obedience. So the, the difficult part for our pastor is when we talk about holy living that Sunday and you, that's your first time coming in the church, you would think we're just giving you a list of things to do. Because you've missed the other Sundays that we were talking about. You do those things out of your love relationship with God. So you think it sounds so legalistic. That Joe guy. Gosh. Talk about giving me a list to do. Well, it's saved by grace. Aren't I saved by grace? Why is he talking about going to church? Why is he talking about reading the Bible? Why does he talk about praying? Well, because you missed the other parts. I hope because it's only February, right? Believe it or not, this is the last... Sunday in February. <laughs> I don't know if you care about I do. It's so fast. Time's morning fast. I'm trying to connect all our messages from the previous Sunday so that the last message doesn't go away if it somewhat, somehow touched your heart or revealed something to you. Because I know we were, what, three months away from, um, from Christmas? No, three months after Christmas. Or two months the importance of God becoming man and then we talked about if that were true how should we be reacting or living out what should be the response to that truth and now we've been talking about God's love but you know sometimes we think we're so we, we, we make the, the world all about us right we think the world revolves around us and we forget that we're just a speck in the universe. And we forgot that we were made from dust into God's image. And then we think because we're so accomplished, right? We're so accomplished. We got so many promotions. We got the promotion we were praying for. And then boom, we forgot about God. 
We got the partner that we've been praying for, the wife or the husband that we've been praying for, but boom, we forgot about God. We forgot about serving God. God became second. And then we got children, and then God became third. And then our children needed to go to college, and so we need to work. Then God became fourth. God keeps going down on your list. But we say we, we love God. And we say we know God. We say we, we think we know. But we're so quick to forget. It's good for us to know and to remember who God is in contrast to who we are. And you know, I know it's just so recent that Kobe Bryant died, right? And every time a popular figure like him dies, my prayer is that it reminds people that we are not immortal, that, our, that life is fleeing, that we don't know who and we don't know when, and that death doesn't care what your plans are, whether they're booked or not booked yet, whether you posted them on Facebook or not yet. Death doesn't care about our plans. Death doesn't care how much money we have or we don't have. Death comes to all. So folks, for those of us who have surrendered to Jesus, that have accepted Jesus as our Lord, we've guaranteed life for us after death in this body. Isn't that amazing? For me, that's amazing. Because the rich young ruler troubled him so much to a point that he asked Jesus, what do I have to do to gain eternal life? While we re remember, right, we re we, when we studied it, he was doing everything that the law required him to do. He was a great guy. He was a man of influence. He had great wealth. But he felt empty. I know of a guy who has so much going for him. Business-wise, he's thriving. He's young, he's healthy, he's good-looking. You know, he has a great body, I think. <laughs> you know, by the way he's dressed. Uh, I know he works out and stuff, but... Ah, uh, uh, no. Okay. But, <laughs> you know what he told me? His life is boring. And I asked him, why do you think your life is boring? Because I think you've got everything. You've got all the cars that somebody can dream, uh, that only people dream about. You have a business that's striving, that's making you millions of dollars. He said, I have nobody. He's lonely. Everybody has the need to be in a relationship with someone, to be in a love relationship with someone. And sometimes we try to fill. The world tells us to fill that void with the things that it offers. Cars, house, career, success, medals. But there's always that one thing that's empty. God's love. If you don't have God's love, you will always continue to pursue something else or someone else. Maybe it could be another girl and another girl and another girl or men, 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 right? Until it becomes Jesus that fills that void, you will continue to reach for something that is empty. 
There will always be that thirst for God. So that's the introduction. <laughs> Maybe we should go on the coffee break. <laughs> our third point is His love. This is really the main point of our message tonight. The songs, we, I started with songs, right? Songs become popular either because the person who performed it or sang it is already popular. Or the song is has that beat that is jumpy. Or, some, or the tune feels that moment. And then it becomes immortal. That song by, how about that song by Julia Fordman? Fordham in 1991, Love Moves in Mysterious Ways. My, my, my question is this, my thinking is this, the people that sing or writes these songs are, are writing it for someone else. But if you think about the title alone, Love Moves in Mysterious Ways, and then for us Christians, we know that God is love, and we know that God moves in mysterious ways. Real quick, this is the line. Who'd have, who would have thought that this is how the pieces fit? You and I shouldn't even try making sense of it. I forgot how we ever came this far. <laughs> I could have wrote this. and I, I believe we had reasons, but I don't know what they are. Some blame it on my heart. Love moves in mysterious ways. It's always so surprising when love appears over the horizon. I love you for the rest of my days. But still, it's a mystery how you ever came to me, <laughs> which only proves love moves in mysterious ways. Heaven knows love is just a chance we take. We make plans, but then love demands the leap of faith. So hold me close. Never let me go. Because even though we think we know which way the river flows, that's not how love goes. Imagine the love. Isn't that all true? I know we're smiling and like, what the heck? Why is he reading? I want to hear a verse. Where's the Bible verse, Joe? <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I mentioned about the band Nazareth. Now, this guy got hurt. This guy got hurt. And then he probably started drinking and doing drugs. And he goes, love hurts, love scars, love wounds and, and marks. Any heart not tough or strong enough. Take a lot of pain. Take a lot of pain. Love is a cloud. It holds a lot of rain. <laughs> he got hurt. He got... Love hurts. Oh, love hurts. I'm young. I know. But I, even so, I know a thing or two. I learned from you. I imagine this in a bitter note. Like, I learned from you. I really learned a lot. Really learned a lot. Love is like a flame. It burns you when it's hot. Love hurts. Oh, love hurts. Some fools think. Now he's calling people that are fellow love fools. Some fools think of happiness, blissfulness, togetherness. Some fools fool themselves. I guess there's not fooling me. I know it isn't true. <laughs> he's a, he's a, I know it isn't true. Love is just a lie. Made to make you blue. <laughs> love hurts. Oh, love hurts. See, everything that the world offers us, no matter how sincere we want to give our love or dedicate ourselves, our lives to them, the other party isn't that reliable. 
Human love fails. I'm sorry for the young people. <laughs> Can't sugarcoat the truth. <laughs> Human love fails. It fails. No matter how sincere they may be. True love only comes from God. And the one person that doesn't fail and will not fail you is Jesus. When you come into a relationship with Jesus, you don't come into a destination. You come to a person. Because Jesus is alive. And He is a person. And when He loves you, imagine... I don't know if you guys ever had this. I never did. I just heard it from a preaching. <laughs> um, imagine a father, right? Grabbing his son, his nine-year-old son. His nine-year-old son knows that his father loves him. His, his son knows that his father will do anything for him. But then when the father grabbed the son and hugged him, he said, and he kissed him, he goes, I love you. I will do anything for you. I will even give my life for you. And it brings the son into tears. Even though he knew everything that the dad already did. But you know what happened? Because he, 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 it's, he got held by it. Because it's real. There's the beholding. He got the hug from his dad. He heard it audibly. He got the kiss. He got the confirmation. God loves us so much that you've memorized this verse. And sadly, this is the only verse that you know for some of you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. God has proven His love for us time and time again. Time and time again. What we do is we forget about His love and we take it for granted time and time again. Time and time again. Oh Lord, I will love you only if you will give me this girl. And only by then will I really totally dedicate my life to you. And then you got the girl and then she's not everything that you thought she was. She turned out to be Cruella DeVille. <laughs> you thought she was going to be Snow White, but she was Cruella DeVille. She wants to eat the 101 Dalmatians. And you're like, Lord, what have I done? What have you done? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm making fun of our love, our need for love, but it's true. Right? We're, I'm glad we're laughing. Because it's the most hurtful thing in the world. To be disappointed with our love. To be heartbroken. I've been heartbroken before. Two days ago. I'm kidding. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Sorry, babe. Five days ago. God's love has no end. God's love has no end. The, the, the danger when we talk about God's love is that we forget the other aspects or other characters of God. We forget that He is holy or we, would, we don't want to hear that He's holy. We just want to hear that He's loving. We forget that He is eternal. We forget that God is all-knowing. 
we forget that God is powerful. We forget that God is fair and just. And we, we just want that God is love. We just want that. That's it. That's all we want. But the truth is, all of the things that I mentioned makes up God. The only way that you can truly appreciate His love is if you truly understand what that means up there. For God so loved us that He had to give His begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to come down and become a man and to feel everything that He suffered through the crucifixion. Not for his sins, but for our sins. See, you know, when, when, when Anna Lou and I got married, all we knew was we wanted to get married. We loved each other. We didn't know about everything else. We didn't know about the pressure when we finally have children. The bills that we're probably going to be have to be responsible with. We didn't know that the investing, the marrying means... She's going to know everything that's wrong about me. And vice versa. She's going to see the, the ugliness of me. And vice versa. The vulnerability behind that commitment. When Jesus made, when God made, when He said He loves us, He became vulnerable to a point of death on the cross. So, if you didn't get the I love you cards in February 14. You got the I love you in John 3.16. And if you're not getting the I love you from your husband, you're getting the I love you from Jesus. If you're not hearing it enough, you have to be reading about it enough. Your prayer life and your life reflects on how true your love relationship with God is. If this is just religious exercise, oh, I need to go to church because I don't want to go to hell. I need to go to church. I need to get there and then just, just suffer. Just suffer the 45 minutes or one hour from Joe because I need to. I'm a Christian. That's what I need to do. I guess I need to read the Bible because I need blessings for my business. What's the verse to bless my business? What's the verse to protect my children? Well, I guess I need to pray. Get down on my knees. I think I heard Joe say, get down on your knees. I'm going to get down on my knees. Maybe he'll hear it better. See, everything that we do in our life, in our Christian life, if it's not about our love relationship with God, becomes a religion. It becomes wrong. Because it's work. Because you don't have to work for God's love. You got it. Despite your imperfection. Despite our imperfection. Real love and true love is always demonstrated. Guys, men, I know we're not good to communicate we, that we love our spouse and our children. We're not verbally loving. And we're not showy is the word, right? I'm not showy. Well, if you're a Christian, you need to be showy. You need to be verbally. Love the noun is proven by love the verb. Love the noun is proven by love the verb. And God proved and demonstrated His love by this. Romans 5, 8-10. to 10, But God showed His love to us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. 
So if you're still doubting, I don't know, I think that God loves me because he hasn't given me that promotion I've been praying for. Well, you know what? Go. I guess him dying for you wasn't enough. Enough of a proof for you that he loves you? Well, I've been praying for something and God hasn't been giving it to me. Well, read Romans 5, 8. Verse 9, now that we have been saved from the punishment of sin by the blood of Christ, he will save us from God's anger also. See, you will appreciate God's love if you will know of God's justice. Because without God's love, we will be forever away from him. And when we die in his body, we will suffer death through the fires of hell. So that, does that, doesn't that make you appreciate God's love more? I know, I, I know sometimes our Christianity becomes about something else. Our obedience becomes of something else, not because of our love relationship with God. It becomes like, oh, I guess I need to do it because Joe's expecting me to do it. Gosh, gosh, I guess. Let me sing over here. Yeah. It's, if it's not out of your love relationship, it becomes burdensome. But if it's because you love God, reading the Bible becomes an exciting time of your day. Because that's God's word. That's Him talking to you. That's Him revealing what He has done to the people be before you. And how, how He's faithful with His promises. Right? And in your prayer life becomes real. Becomes a real dialogue between you and the creator of the universe. Not just, oh yes, hi DJ, can you take my request? Remember the times when you have to make a request in the songs? Right, you have to call the station and say, oh, I really want to hear this song. Prayer becomes more than just making a request. It's a dialogue. The, the, the most important person in the world for you. We hated God. Verse 10. But we were saved from the punishment of sin by the death of Christ. God demonstrating His love to us by Christ dying on the cross. He has brought us back to God and we will be saved by His life. Can somebody say amen? amen. For those of you who care about it. <laughs> I found out that um, only black preachers ask for amen. Apparently I'm half black. <laughs> <laughs> this is from a church I went to the other last Sunday. So Alonzo goes, Dad, I guess you're half black. <laughs> 1 John 3, 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And this is what we are. This is, a, this is an outburst from John, an old man loving God and been living for God. This chapter 3 here I've read and I've heard is an outburst from him. He was overflowing with the love of God and who God is and what God has done for him and for us. That This is an outburst. So let's read it like an outburst, okay? And see what great love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. If you are having a hard time getting love from your friends, from the world, because of your love relationship with God, and you know what? You're in the right place. You're doing the right thing. Because if the world hated Christ, it will hate you. 
If the world hated me, it will hate you. That's from Jesus' own mouth. That's his own words. So stop trying to be loved by the world. Stop living your life for the world and start living your life for God. Stop obeying God because it's your duty. But start obeying God because you love Him. We love because He first loved us. So we need to be loving in return. We know how unfair it is to be in a relationship where our love isn't being returned. Right? It's not fair. We know that feeling of wanting that unfair, unfairness in our heart, in our minds. We're like, why am I even doing this for you while you're just treating me like trash? And I'm here trying to treat you like a queen, like a king. And it's not being returned. In our relationship, our human relationships, that will happen. With our, with our relationship with God, that will never happen. It's actually the opposite. He continues to pursue us. He continues to provide for us. He continues to love us. He continues to, to guide us. He continues to just wanting, talk to me, please. You've sent her 35 million texts. You can't say a prayer to me. You've posted time and time again, every second, everything that you're doing. You're posting it, but you're not talking to me. It's the opposite for us. Being reminded of who God is and all of His majesty and all of His power, all of His greatness, and then an honest assessment and realization of who we are makes us appreciate the truth about God loving us. We've all developed a spiritual amnesia. We forgot. We forgot that it was God who loved us. That is why we're enjoying everything that we are enjoying. We forgot that it's God who has blessed us. That's why we are enjoying everything that we are enjoying. We forgot who God is in this relationship that we are in. We forgot about God's love and made it about something else. Most of us know that we are supposed to love God and fear God. That we are supposed to read our Bibles, that we are supposed to pray, that we are supposed to worship Him at the appointed time, at the appointed place. But we, most of us, we struggle and we're challenged what's challenged there folks is let me remind you what's being challenged when you are struggling to obey is your love relationship with him we must not forget this truth that god loved us first and he continues to love us because he sees christ in us it's christ that he sees in us we are in Christ's righteousness. There is no other love than that. There's no other love than God's love. No greater love than His love. He will always reward those who earnestly seek Him. Hebrews 11.6 He always provides the needs of His children who makes Him their first and utmost priority. Matthew 6.33 He gives strength 
to the weary and increases power of the weak. Isaiah 40 verse 29. He is faithful if even if we are faithless. 2 Timothy 2.13 My prayer, church, my prayer is this, that we become like Job when he uttered the words, My ears had heard of you. But now my eyes have seen you. Job 42.5 After everything that Job went through, after the questions that Job had, and that wasn't a joke, right? He lost his family, he lost his living, he lost his health, he lost the respect of his friends. But before he lost his faith, God revealed himself to him, to Job, and Job had seen God. Folks, have you seen God? Have you truly experienced His love, love for you? Or did you just enjoy the saved part? I'm saved. I'm good. That's it. That's all I need. So long as He keeps blessing me, I love Him. But if He stops blessing me, my prayer is that despite the unanswered prayers, despite the challenges that we face, we have to remind ourselves that God has already proven His love for us, and He continues to do so. It might not be in our way, or what our preferred way is, but we have to always remind ourselves, God loves us. I have to share this before I close us in prayer. If you have an unanswered prayer, I heard from this person that truly loves God, a Chinese guy who lives in Kazakhstan. Imagine the irony, a Chinese guy who lived and grew up in Kazakhstan, and he has the accent of a Kazakhstan. And he said, he told the missionary that went to him, he said, you know what? I stopped asking God, why have you not answered my prayer? Instead, I asked God, Lord, help me see how you answered my prayer. Folks, we need to understand that God knows better than we do. And our love for Him will not surpass His love for us. If you want to be a loving Christian, focus on His love for you because it's an outflow. Our obedience for Him is an outflow of His love for us. Amen? Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank You for Your Word, for Your truth, for Your love. Lord, may all of these things that you've revealed to us continue to resonate in our minds and in our hearts. May your love for us, Father, continue to drive us to be obedient, continue to make us live for you, and maybe to die for you. Father, help us, Lord God, to just glorify you with everything that we say and do. After we step out of this building, Lord God, help us that people will see our love for you. Help us, Father, not to be the stumbling block to the people that know that we are Christians, that we represent your name. Father, guide us, Lord. Empower us. We know that apart from you, Lord, we can do nothing. But with you, Lord God, we can do all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'll rise for the closing hymn.